The McElroy brothers are not experts, and their advice should never be followed. Travis insists he's a sexpert, but if there's a degree on his wall, I haven't seen it. Also, this show isn't for kids, which I mention only so the babies out there will know how cool they are for listening. What's up, you cool baby? It's familiar, but not too familiar, but not too Welcome to my brother, my brother, made advice show for the modern era. I'm your oldest brother, Justin McElroy. I'm your middlest brother, Travis McElroy. And I'm your sweet, swaddled baby, Griffin McElroy. Hi. Hi, guys. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Lay's Do Us a Flavor, Taste of America is back with four or some other number. It is four. It is some other number, new flavors. Each of us has gotten one of these brand new flavors to uh, to sample and try, and I thought we could just start off the show with a taste test to find a, get this battle royale going. Now, let me see. Let me grab my bag uh, okay. that I have. Uh, I've got here. Now I have the. That's oh, that sounds like a thick, a thick <laughs> paper. <laughs> it's an old timey <laughs> Cracker Barrel bag. Yeah, and they hit. They really sprung for quality packaging. Now, right here, I have um, meatloaf, Aunt Judy's. Okay, meatloaf's Aunt Judy's meatloaf. Uh huh. Flavored spaghetti, <laughs> sauce <laughs> on rigatoni. Chips. Okay, but all right. have gotten the, so I'm yes. I'm so down with so many of the layers, yeah. the complex flavor layers that Lay's is bringing to the table, or should I say that Lay's has accepted into their retinue yeah. of flavors, um, except the the spaghetti sauce on rigatoni just seems like they should just call that spaghetti, right? Because I don't think you could, <laughs> well, I don't, unless well, there's a texture difference. I don't want to pull out my foodie card on you. But there is a definite flavor in spaghetti. It's a very earthy, uh, like rustic flavor. And in rigatoni, it's much more of like a city, like uh, like uptown elitist flavor. Okay. Now I'm uh, taking him to the uh, bud shack, which is what I call my mouth. All, All right. right. Here we go. Mmm. It tastes exactly like meatloaf's Aunt Judy's meatloaf flavored spaghetti on rigatoni. But in a ship, it's amazing. I've got pineapple and cottage cheese that was left out on the counter overnight, but you put it back in the fridge, but now you're unsure whether or not you want to eat it. Chips. Chips. It, my God. Is that, the accuracy is what I'm first struck by. You can, you can taste. You can taste the time. You can, you can you taste can. the time. You can also taste like the indecision as to whether or not it's safe to eat. Like I don't know, I don't know if that comes from like beaver anal glands or what that is, or how they get that flavor. That's amazing. But and the best thing, those pineapple—is it pineapple? Did you say? Yeah. Those chips gonna make your your spunk taste good. My spunks. That's just a whole factoid from that I picked up from GQ magazine. Now, Griffin, what did you? What flavor did you? Uh, I did have you get? A, this bag. I'm reading, I, you sent me this. I didn't buy this at the store because I'd be too embarrassed. It seems weirdly conceptual because the, the, the bag has the words printed on it, Grandpa's War Stories. Mm-hmm. <laughs> chips. Chips. Well, no, it doesn't say, doesn't say chips. If you look all over a bag of Lay's, it doesn't say chips anywhere on there. You know what you're getting into. It's got the Lay's brand on it. You know these Grandpa War Stories are going to be delivered in chip form. So let me just is the crack- print like like really utilitarian like no images like right ra- ration like they've been rationed like a ration like a chip ration do you mean yeah. ra- do you mean ration you psychopath I did what I, I started and then I said ration and then I thought I should lean into it like it's a joke I'm doing all right uh, let me crack these open <laughs> the meaty bag Griffin. If it encased in some sort of crystal. 
kill the gelatinous cube that was protecting them. Hey, I'm sorry I didn't have chips on hand like my two brothers who apparently just have chips on their desk ready at the, <laughs> at the, anyway. Oh, I'm e- definitely eating chips right now. Mm. And uh, mm. kind of a musty, kind of a musty scent. And they, they do, they taste, they're, they seem like they carry a lot of caloric value, which is good for like powering your- Very dense, yeah. It gives you, it's going to give you a lot of like bayonet stab energy out on the field. Um, mm-hmm. And um, I'm just, let me get another bite. It tastes like Grandpa's been lying to us this whole time. Oh mm. shit! It's it's weird that that revelation had to come from the Lay's factory, but I think he may. I mean, I think he may have conflated some of his shit with like some some Spielbergian nonsense. Like I think our Grandpa this whole time, you know, all those stories he told us about how um, he would carry wounded troops from the front lines of the battlefield back to the back lines of the battlefield where they back. could get help, and then back once they were healthy again, and then um, also he was a horse. I think he just went and saw War Horse and just kind okay. of lifted it wholesale. It does and, explain why he didn't start telling those stories until like a decade ago. Right, when War Horse came out. Anyway, that's what these chips have told me. I'm going to um, open the fourth bag here. These uh, are... We're going to keep going, huh? Well, this is the last flavor. This okay. This is... Um, Truffle fries. Well, that sounds like a real. Oh God, that's disgusting, ladies. Yeah. You should be ashamed La- of yourself, ladies and gentlemen. This has been our first ever skit. I really, hope- <laughs> <laughs> I really hope you like skits. And scene, and um, scene. And let this let this skit, skit. Let, let this skit stand as a testament, Lays. We will never accept your money. We will never, ever, ever do a sponsored episode for you, Lays, no matter how much you want to pay us. Yeah, there's well, no number. Hold on. No, we're drawing a line uh, in the sand, Lays. You, I will you can't, do an independent sponsorship. No, Lays. and Justin don't have to know about. You can't buy. Yeah, Travis will just start saying a lot of really positive stuff about Lays chips. And to and Justin, it might raise our suspicions. I want to take. This is an advice show for the modern era. I'm Justin McRoy. Uh, I, I want to take our list. We already said our names. I want to take our listeners inside a bit because like a lot of people are like, where do they come up with this stuff? Uh, this great stuff. And today it was. Um, uh, we had uh, my daughter's birthday party for her first birthday. She is not at a, a chip eating age. No, they weren't just for her. There were other people in attendance, and I uh, we had some Ritz chips, and I wanted an in fiction reason to eat some during the show. Oh, so I thought I it was created. because you're excited. I've actually just finished today taste testing all four flavors from the new Lay's line. So, uh, basically, the gravy is the best. All right. Followed by the gyro, and then the Reuben sandwich, and truffle fries are the worst. I didn't get much out of the truffle fries. We we served yeah. this at the party what is, today. Why? Why? It just sounds like you guys ate a lot of chips today. <laughs> That's a lot of chips. Let's ask right. some questions, and then by which I mean answer the ones that God asked to us, by us, for us, from us, with us. Brothers, I have a bachelor's degree in psychology, and my friends and I often have conversations where psychological ideas are pertinent. But because there are so many movies and TV shows that deal with forensic psychology, I never know which facts and concepts are common knowledge and which aren't. If you want to drop a sweet psych fact, in a relevant context, of course, should I say something to indicate it might be common knowledge, like, of course, or you probably already know, or should I just say the thing and treat it as a revelation every time? Both sound really annoying and arrogant to me, yep. but which one is better? And that's from Possibly Pretentious by the Pacific. And my friend, there is a third option you have not yet considered. <laughs> <laughs> let me, let me, it's one word. Let me just highlight it for you. A don't. I think, that was, don't. I think it was two words, what actually, the way you just said it. A don't. Just now, don't. Hold on. Hold on. Don't do me, it. As someone who likes to be pretentious and spout facts that they know, what if you're helping like answer a question? What if people are going, Never. hey, why why do have you is there a thing where why do people and you're like, well, it's it's this. That's that it's, can be useful and helpful, right? Yeah, it's not that. It's a it's the thing that like if you okay, if you have to couch anything this much, like if you have to like contextualize what you're going to say, this much, I don't think it's like the perfect bon mot to like drip into the conversation. I'm not, I'm not positive about it. Uh, I, I, I do. Sydney has this problem where she has a lot of medical knowledge and like she has it's a real her, burden. 
She's lost. Well, this specific issue that we're discussing, she has lost her barometer for like what people know about like pills and bones and blood and stuff. Uh-huh. So she'll like say, I mean, she'll say like, well, and of course those, um, they're too- you can't even fake some shit. That's how they're- off the game you are. Well, no, no, it's like she'll say like, and then he was walk. He had a broken. Um, there are these two long things that come down <laughs> from your crotch and I feed at the end. You mean legs? Yeah, do, is that a common? Yeah, like I everybody knows legs, Sydney. That's one. one it must be happened. especially hard though to be like to actually have like a degree in something and be surrounded by people that watched CSI and like SVU and shit and are like, well, you know, the reason people behave that way, and you're just sitting there like biting your tongue, like that's wrong, like that's not true. They have steered you wrong, sir. But, like, you don't want to correct everybody and be the guy that, like, you can't have a conversation about a movie with because, like, they want to correct all the facts in it. That's why people stop talking to me about Looper. Oh, my <laughs> God. Travis and Looper. Wait. I got real issues with Looper, you guys. Wait a minute. What, what expertise are you bringing to the Looper table? I've done a lot of independent study on time travel, Justin. A lot. I've read books about it. I've I've watched just about every time travel movie that exists. And I you seen Lake House? Hey, 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 hey. No, I've never seen Lake House, Griffin. You've got me there. A bozinga. One point for Griffin. We're keeping score for the rest of this podcast. Oh, okay. It's just a fun, you know, I've been looking for fun bits. I thought it would be fun if we could, like, keep score, gamify. L- let, me, let me offer this suggestion, and then you guys tell me w- it, that I'm wrong. Um, what if you just say it? As if, like, you're saying a thing that everybody knows. That if you're just like, well, you know, blah, 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 blah. And then if people are like, really? You'd be like, oh, yeah. And then, like, then you get to, like. Uh, see, I think the you know thing bothers me because it, it does assume, like, this is just something that everybody knows. Like, it could come off as that. Like, I, I, I just don't think you pre-sell it. I think you just drop it. Because if the if you're talking to people you know. Like, they'll know where you're coming from with it. Like, they'll know your expertise. I mm-hmm. say just don't, like, preamble. Just get in there with your facts. But you gotta, you got, you guys aren't considering this third heat that I'm, I'm now going to bring to the discussion, which is, this is great and all, and you're considering these two possibilities. You're gonna say something smart that they didn't know and make them feel small when you preface it with this, or you're gonna say something and... and they, they of course know exactly what you're talking about and you must think we're so stupid third heat what if you're wrong about anything and they know the truth Ooh, what if you ever uh, like hey have you ever heard of this guy sigmund freud and they're like <laughs> are you talking about the freud and then you say no sigmund freud he came can up we with start this, calling him the freud he came like up with this thing better. he came up with this thing called the fredible complex and it's where you want to have sex with your dog are you sure about any of that? Yes, I'm super sure. I have a doctor's degree. In brains. In brain smarts. I know all we, about brainy. I got a, my degree in the in the in the Freud's examination of the brain and all the crazy ways it can get whacked out. I went over to Itali and I studied at illustrious colleges. Uh, you guys also, wanna- I'm having an aphasia. Please take me to the hospital. <laughs> Did you guys know? Does anybody else smell burnt toast? Of course, you all know that an aphasia is where <laughs> you want to eat pizza all the time. Please help. Please help. <laughs> time loss is brain loss. Do you guys want a Yahoo? Yeah, yes. sure. It's Yahoo is sending by Zoe Kinski climbing that ladder. It's by Yahoo Answers user. Heart, heart, heart. It's just three heart emoticons. They ask. My dad smells his fingers. Why? So, wherever we are, either in the car, the store, anywhere, he smells his fingers, and it gets on my nerves so much. Whatever he does, he usually smells it. (laughs) For example, he puts his fingers through his mustache and smells it. He rubs his hands on his face, and he smells it. He even takes his socks off and picks his toenails and smells it. He puts his hands in his armpit and smells it. He'll rub his hand around his neck and smells it. He'll put his fingernail between his teeth and he smells it. He runs his fingers on his lips and smells it. You name it, he probably smells it. It bothers the heck out of me and it's embarrassing when we're in public spaces. Uh, So what I want to know is why does he smell 
Uh, his fingers. <laughs> there is one surefire way to stop this behavior. Every time he does it, lean in real close to him, like uncomfortably close, and just say, hey, can I get a hit off of that? <laughs> Next. Hey, let, hey, me, uh, pass that, let me get a hit. Pass that. Yep. Pass the Dutchie on the left-hand side. <laughs> Poppy. Fast. Don't Pop. bogart that sweet sniff. Um, <laughs> I think the reason he does it is probably because he sounds like the worst. Oh no! Come on, this, picture, is, someone, this Griffin, is someone's daddy that you're. Close talking your about. eyes. Picture this in any way that's not creepy. Okay, here you want me to give it to you the, yeah. the non-creepy way. Please. What if this is some sort of patriarchal proboscis that he is using as 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 an as a sensory appendage to sort of get a feel for the environment. I like smell of location. The smell of location. I'm, I'm saying all this other stuff, like armpit, oh, gross, whatever. Oh, he's a hero. I'm not well. No, no this is no. his. Debatable. This is his evolved state. Is that he's achieved dad smell? What potential? What potential reason could he possibly have for rubbing? Extend your, extend your. Everyone listening at home, fun ac- highlights activity for the listeners at home. Extend your middle and index fingers, and then rub them around your neck, and then smell them. What do you get? I'm get, I don't get anything from that, but I haven't evolved this like super just, sense. Just tweet whatever that smells like. Hashtag next smell. Hashtag MBMB AM. I, I, if I were this dad, every time I did it, I would just say like number and then days. Like rub my neck, three days. And then just go on about my business. My blood pressure is 110 over 75. Not bad, not bad. I got that entirely through my extrasensory double smells. <laughs> Maybe he's been told by a doctor or other professional that he he's lose he's gonna lose his sense of smell, like it, it's he's got some sort of like oh. live like your smell sense was dying like mm-hmm. he has a, it's like a progressive loss of smelling, and he does just he wants w- to savor it all like he doesn't want to I, I don't want to miss the smell you know does he work for Yankee Candle oh my god oh my god oh yeah wait a minute travis okay okay i got it he works at yankee candle uh-huh but yankee candles become stale right like fresh sheets pine cones burnt apples we got it all <laughs> there's no smells that we have not old, tried hair, done. old hair yeah we got all the smells we need stuff we need a smell pioneer Doug and Doug like kicks in the door. He's like, I've got the new way of smells. And they're like, Hey, Doug, tell us about him. He's like, I need time to research. You can't rush this. Doug, you have one month. I want a new candle on my desk in one month. (laughs) Everything he pitches is finger mm something. Finger mm neck. I got one. It's called um, Dad's Neck. No, Doug. (laughs) Stash after ice cream? No. No, Doug, that one's not going to do it. Steering wheel, close. close Finger in the steering wheel, nailed it. <laughs> nailed it. You're back. Well, this is this is this is the, the problem, right? He has this pr- proboscis, this this um, this uh, dad tendril, right, mm-hmm. that he uses to collect his smells and bring it to his ovipositors, and um, that's great and all. But I think he is going to experience some severe cross contamination. Like every, it's going to be dad neck. And also your finger, and like everywhere else your finger is. Unless he has like some sort of little bag that he carries with him that he dips his fingers in between smells to sort of like, cleanse the palate. Uh, some kind of smell sorbet. Yes, exactly. Exactly. How do you think, uh, this, is a, this is a legitimate question. If you go into a clothing store, they've obviously been inspired by the fashion magazines, the fashions of, of Gay Paris, the runways, the lights, the glamour, maybe Hollywood, avant-garde, art, edge, outsiders, fashion. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay. Those were all, obviously. Hash- those are all ha- yeah. applicable hashtags for our podcast. That's how, that's how, that's how that works. If you are someone at Yankee Candle, mm-hmm. how do you, like a sit executive, okay? How do you keep, like, how do you get out there in front of what people will be smelling tomorrow? Like, how do you how do you decide what the sense of the future will be? This you know, winter, you, it's all beach sense. I want this, sand. I want linen. I want reeds. People watch the news. They see a lot of heartbreak, a lot of downtrodden souls. They want lilac. Get me new dog smell. I want new dog smell. Think outside the box. I don't think. And also inside the box smell. Who doesn't love that? This summer's all about cinnamon Teddy Grahams. I think (laughs) you guys are looking in the wrong direction. I don't think the smells of the future are going to come from the future at all. I think they're going to come from the past. 
Oh, retro smells. You mean smells. ones they didn't sell? Well, yes, but also like... Deep stale in the cigarette diner. Stale cigarette diner is a great one. Are you kidding me? I, I, I love that smell. When I walk into like a building, and usually in like Kentucky, and it's like, oh, this Shoney's used to get lit up. Ooh, what about what? How about a candle called Cold War Panic, and it just smells like the underside of a desk? No, further, further, further. Okay, further. I want one that's. Um, uh, how about a candle called Cuneiform? Ooh, witch hunt. Witch hunt. Great, and that one can have like witch hazel in it, and well. When you get it to the bottom, just a burned poppet. Oh, there was it's a, very sad. There was a candle company that was on Shark Tank, and they had, and it was the man candle, right? So it was like, I'm sorry, stuff. was it not Mandel? No, it was ca- man candle because uh. that sounds like manhandle, which is a different <laughs> thing. It also sounds like man candy, and then that smells <laughs> like John candy. And now that I'm thinking about it, that's a g- another good candle smell. Mm-hmm. That yeah, uh, <laughs> who's Harry Crumb Cake? Uh, ooh. <laughs> They, uh, uh, thank you, Griffin. Uh, they, they have a, a, a whole range of, of different scents for men. Yeah. Like, uh, golf course is one. Not a smell. Babe. Not a, none. Bacon. Okay. New car. And then my favorite, fart. Oh. <laughs> Why? What could? I'm not one to judge, but come on. Grow up. I am, I don't know how I'm going to obtain this information. Before next week's recording. I don't know how I'm going to obtain this information. But I guarantee this is, this is I'll stake my career on this. That fart is by a w- f- enormous majority their bestseller. By, a, by a, an insane majority their bestseller. Like 96% fart. Just all fart. You think fart's the hottest one? I think fart's the hottest one because we can't keep them on the shelves, Mister Spencer. If I, hey, I want them in my store. Well, yeah, you're gonna obviously the distribution channel possibilities for fart candles are infinite. But not only that, if I only have enough money to buy one of those candles, and I know in my heart of hearts, I'm never ever going to patronize an establishment called Man Candles ever again. Which one of those am I going to buy? Or, or to put it differently, which one of those am I going to regret not buying for the rest of my life? And it is, of course, fart candle. Which one do you want people to see on your shelf? And if it says man candle and anything but fart, yeah, that they're like, oh, that's oh, really gross. stupid. Yeah. Um, I want to move on because we've been talking about smells for a while, and I feel like smells are fifty percent of listening to podcasts, <laughs> as they say. Um, but talking about the the dad with his finger smells, that tossed it's me ho- tossed me back in time. Did it? Tossed me back in time, and it brought up. A, a vivid, vivid memory, possibly a life-defining memory. And um, I was at Michael's, and we were all kids. And Justin, you were there, and Mom had just checked out at Michael's, and the two of us were there. She just bought some, I, I don't know, probably some cross-stitch supplies. Okay. And we just walked out past the register, and we were in sort of the Michael's breezeway. And you put your fingers just like on my <laughs> nose, middle and index. <laughs> Like you were doing some sort of salute, only you put it right on my nose. And the smell was <laughs> bad. It was a bad smell. And you said, doesn't that smell like ketchup? And I said, what? And then I looked and you showed me that you put your fingers in your armpits and then you smelled them and you said, my armpits smell a lot like ketchup. And I thought, it's over between the two. The two of us professionally are over so one i just kind of wanted to get that story out there because i feel like talking about it is going to be the best way to I move on now that no it's resurfaced of that. well that's Zero fine memory. that's I've good press the hell out of that yeah apparently. Uh, i haven't apparently i have successfully until just this moment so <laughs> Wait, I, I guess the second talking? the second thing is um maybe this dad produces a lot of interesting smells maybe maybe <laughs> maybe he got maybe his armpits do smell like a rotation of condiments maybe his mustache does smell like fart. I don't know. I have two questions. Yeah. One, when was this ballpark for me? Oh, my God. Uh, you were not as young as you probably wish you were. In the <laughs> I'm going to say you were probably 14 years old. Okay, so that would have put you to about seven. Here's one weird thing about it. I was not a ketchup fan back then. No, no, not at all. I wonder how I had such a good reference point. Well, That's your more. body's changing. Your body's maturing. In, in ways two. you probably didn't understand. Oh, you that's just, a good candle smell. Puberty. Yeah. Well, yeah. Two. Uh, question. Um, for you, Griffin. Yeah. Did it? Uh, can I say something? Yeah. 
No, homie, it didn't. Like, I think you oh, just no. wanted to give someone a smell. I think it was like a, I think it was, listen, not, none of the three of us picked on each other really at all. And I feel like that was your feeble attempt at, at, at like a prank. That's like the best I could muster. Yeah. Well, we did throw baseball bats at each other. Well, that was less a prank. That but was, that was, that was good heart. That was like pure of heart kind of yeah. like games. We just didn't understand consequences. Yeah. Or rules or they, the mechanics weren't sophisticated for Taste My Steel. How about another question? Uh, hi, brothers. I play on a Sunday re- recreational dodgeball team, and there is a uh, girl on one of the teams who is beautiful. Time slowed down when I passed her in the gym the other day. She's a warlock. My team. <laughs> she's a crone. She's a chronomancer. It's no big deal. Uh, she, My- she is a lovely lady, and seems like she's got a great personality, and also she can <laughs> dilate the universe. Which seems unfair in dodgeball terms. Yeah, a little yeah. bit, a little bit. May yeah. want to talk to the uh, ref on that one. Come on, ref. She's dilating the universe. <laughs> My team is playing against hers in three weeks. How do I execute the dodgeball meet cute? Do I try to get her out every time? Catch her throws and wink as I do it? Oh, Please help. I Have you guys ever been to like an adult like uh, dodgeball game? Uh, no. My friends here in California are in a dodgeball league. It's terrifying. Yeah. It's I would chaos. Imagine, yeah. And like, ev- like... I see people get seriously injured doing it. It's, I just want to make it clear: it is intense and it's scary. And like, yeah. if you like, there's no glass. You know, you're you're there. This is like arena. I should arena hope there's dodgeball. no glass. Well, I mean, like, there's nothing protecting you from the action. Oh, you, know? you the observer, are worried about yeah. catching. A, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. I aren't guess you, that's a good. That's a good. Like. Perfectly tense though for the moment when one comes rocketing at you and you just like one hand catch it and they're like, Yes. Well, that's how I became the chosen one. Uh, more likely is a dodgeball would hit Travis in his face and break every bone in his body and kill him instantly, like the mom <laughs> in a prayer for Owen Meanie. <laughs> Whoa. Spoilers. Spoilers. Um uh don't mm, oof. Yikes. It's, I just don't think you, you just shouldn't. Like, you just shouldn't do this thing. If you, if you see someone that you are interested in, like, you know, go up and talk to them or whatever. But we, we, we've done almost like, we've done so much of this show now. And our position of don't have an artifice for your, like, romantic approach is pretty firm. All you have to do is, what you've got here, and I think what makes this different from a lot of the times we've gotten this question, is like you have a thing to talk about after the game is over. Like yeah. you, you can just walk up and say, "Hey, good game! Like uh, you guys yeah. did great," and like start a conversation with her. Do you like, have? You don't do, have you wanna, to, do you want a juice box or maybe yeah, a little? Do you want a juice box, some orange slices? Like you don't have to like manufacture. This isn't like she works at a place and you want to like you're both there doing the same thing. Now, the only time that you can't do this is if your team beats them, like, mercilessly. Like, there's no, like, if they get mercied. I don't know if you can mercy someone in dodgeball. And then you walk up and say, hey, good game. Yeah, but don't say it like that. <laughs> a good game. Good game. I guess. Uh, good are game. you telling me, Travis, are you suggesting, am I hearing what I'm hearing? Are you saying this person needs to take a dive? Well, are no. You say, you are have you to saying make it look missing their shots? You got to make it look, you got to sell it. You got to take a dive, but you can't, your team can't get beaten mercilessly by them. It's got to be close, but they need to win by like, you know, one down to their last player, down to two. That one player takes you and the other, maybe you bump the other player. You know okay. what I mean? You, you, it's got to be close. You're assuming his team has a winning chance at all when this woman can just point at people on your team and instantly age them 70 years. Yeah. But she can maybe do that once or twice before the ref is going to notice. Can, you can throw a ball at her. She can turn your blood to dust. Yeah. What chance do you have? Or turn you into a baby. Ooh. Hey, what's <laughs> up? Good game. You're looking pretty good. Time slows down when I'm around you. My secret. She says. And then all of a sudden, you're a baby. <laughs> And then you just collapse. Not collapse. You just kind of squish to the ground. Maybe. Or what maybe ma- you just get an like amazing two years older and you age out of the league. But like, imagine what an amazing opportunity that would be. I mean, think about it. To become a baby again? Just think would to you become have a your, baby again. Would you have your memories and like yeah. all of your experiences? Yeah. yeah, it would be like Button Man. 
curious you have a button man, but um, it mm-hmm. would be, you would have all your experiences, but you would be raised by a dodgeball team. Would my wife would... be forced to care for me in this Oh, scenario? that's a good point. Can can my wife become a baby, too? Because I don't want to. Good question. I really don't want to go through the whole the whole rigmarole all over again. Yeah, the whole production. Well, oh, you, but you, if you'll... we could both, if we could start dating from baby on, oh, that's solid. How long have, you, how long have you, you and your wife been together? Uh, about 260 years. What? <laughs> yeah, see, we met this chronomancer uh, in the intramural dodgeball league and she gave us basically like four trips back to the past and uh how do you guys keep it fresh well we just turn back to our like young totally bodacious bods like i don't uh, that is of course how we keep it fresh what's your problem uh i just don't do this like don't do it i i i know that you're probably setting us up for like jokes but we've realized over doing this show 200 and 64 times is that right yeah 264 Mm -hmm. times that like we there there's too much of this reality in the world like there's too much of this happening really for it to be particularly hysterical right yes maybe go talk to her or don't but like don't don't like try to arrange or be like i played so good she's gonna notice or like oh i bumped it no just like walk over and say hi just hi, hey, good game. That's a win. You talk to a person. Good job. I haven't done that in oof. <laughs> when was Max Funcon? That was probably the last time. That was June. Damn. 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 Whoa. Damn. Damn. There was a uh I met the first new person I've met in like weeks at Charlie's party, and he was uh what appeared to be a ten-year-old little gentleman. That came <laughs> Someone little... Charlie knew that you hadn't met. <laughs> yeah, just like a little ten-year-old gentleman, and uh, he walked into a room. <laughs> this is amazing. I don't know who this kid was. I'll never see him again. He walked into a room where uh, me and a few other adults were checking our phones. This little ten-year-old kid walks into the room, and uh, and he says, "So, uh, guess we're all on our phones, huh?" <laughs> that is some baller ass shit. And then he and then he pulls out his uh 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 phone and he barely has it pulled out when uh Sid calls from upstairs, hey, it's time to, to cut the cake. And he slides his phone back, no look, slides his phone back into his pocket and says, Huh, guess I'll play Family Guy later. <laughs> What's up the room? Are you sure it wasn't an angel? <laughs> no, was, I wanted to try to catch him, and then when I rounded the corner, he was gone. Mm. But like, I just wanted him to teach you, like, how did you do it? You, I've already got this figured out. You're ten, huh? Guess I'll play Family Guy later. Whoop. Maybe, out. maybe he started listening to My Brother, My Brother and me when he was f- four. Yeah, we could hope. I guess. Let's go to Money Town. Whoop. whoop. what underwear i'm wearing right now travis you guys first cheetah print incorrect griffin um what if they were trick question two pairs of shorts yeah trick question You're they're wearing... me undies they're all i wear me undies.com is committed to making the world's most comfortable underwear that's their why they're the only brand of underwear i ever wear and unless you're my wife you'll never be able to prove otherwise and and, and listen no joke I wore some like off-brand non. Oh, I'm glad underwear. You, I'm glad we're confessing. I, brand I went F. to the gym wearing these non Meundies underpants, and it was an incredibly unpleasant downstairs experience. Yeah, I my yeah, dude, my shit turns into a Dago <laughs> when I wear that wool, that scratchy wool. Uh, mine's more of Kashik. I got Wookiees down there. Oh, boy. Wookiees for days. Wookiees for days. Man, dude. Justin, what Star Wars planet is your genitals like? Right now, we're offering 20% off your first order when you go to MeUndies.com slash my brother. And if you don't love them, get this. Your first pair, it's free. You could be walking around wearing free underwear that you hate. Just think about <laughs> it. <laughs> or that you lied, or that you lied about hating. Or that you lied about hating. <laughs> but then way. you can never buy another pair because then they'll know, Actually, and they'll yeah. come looking for you with interest. If you we'll lie, you, if no, you, no question. If you lie about hating them, it will activate the micro bombs in the fibers, <laughs> and I'll blow your dick up or your vagina up, and then your genitals will be like Alderaan, the planet that Darth Vader destroyed at the beginning of Episode Four. <laughs> 
hey, this is a neat, this is a neat little uh, jumbotron sponsor. We want to tell you all about uh, ear trumpet labs. Okay, these are distinctive, great sounding microphones, hand built in Portland, Oregon. These mics are made of plumbing parts, kitchenware, and top notch electronics. Have been chosen like acts uh, by acts like the Decemberists, Jason Mraz, and even Tim McGraw. Oh shit! What? I know. The, that's awesome. They're perfect for musicians, recordists, and podcasters of all sorts. And uh, you can check those out. Go to eartrumpetlabs.com to check out these microphones. We're going to be in Portland soon. Maybe we could check those out. That sounds really neat. Yeah, I want to see what those look like. Yeah, that sounds really cool. Um, oh do you my think shit! That I want you to know, I'm looking at them right now. They're looking awesome. At their website. They're beautiful. Yeah, they're gorgeous. They're gorgeous. I gotta get one of these. They're awesome. Another message here. Uh, by the way, if you want to get one of these messages, you can go to maximumfun.org forward slash jumbotron. Uh, we are backed up for quite a ways, uh, but you know, get so get in early. Uh, if you think you might meet somebody special, go ahead and give them an anniversary uh, message now, mm-hmm. and it should work out just fine. Uh, got a message from Cecily for Brian. Says, happy 40th birthday, sexy knickers. I hope this year is amazing for you. Being your lady makes me smile every damn day. I am so lucky to have you in my life because you're kind of awesome. Keep up the good work not marrying or impregnating me. Side note, you have old balls. Seriously, they're like 67 and drawing full social security benefits. Justin, I love that it went from sexy to sarcastic to Nicholson. Full Nicholson. Perfect Nicholson impression. This is the best message we ever received because it allowed me to fully, finally harness the power of my perfect, (laughs) note perfect, Jack Nicholson impersonation. For the kids out there, Jack Nicholson was in Wolf. Hey everyone, we're the Flophouse, one of the newest additions to the Maximum Fun Podcasting Network. I'm Dan McCoy. I'm Stuart Wellington. And I'm Elliot Kalin. What is the Flophouse, you may very well ask? We watch a bad movie and then we talk about it. A bad movie podcast? Isn't that like every fifth podcast on the internet? I'd answer that by saying, one, we've been doing this show for over seven years, long before the entire premise of our show was a cliche, and two, shut up. Sick burn. I'd say that our show is more of a comedy podcast, a podcast about words that sound like other words, a podcast about me singing long, irritating songs like this one, a podcast about pitches for a Ziggy comic book movie, or discussions about sex tarps. Yeah, I mean, mostly it's a show about three friends just hanging out and talking about ding-dongs. That's mostly used to. Wait, what? So if you like any of those things, subscribe in iTunes today or visit MaximumFun.org to follow the show. The Flophouse! Hello, brothers. My girlfriend is sick. She and her family take an immune-boosting supplement that dissolves into water to make a rather unpleasant citrusy drink called Airborne. As a stuck-up know-it-all who reads about science, I'm aware there's no way to actually boost one's immune system, and that whatever benefit they're getting is from, uh, from said dissolving tablet is pure placebo. Should I confront my sick girlfriend and her family about how they are being swindled out of tens of dollars every year, or should I stay quiet and prevent sounding smart while they're in pain? That's from Not a Doctor in Del Mar. Okay, one, and I mean this question sincerely. Oh boy. I know that Airborne doesn't like cure you or make you better, but isn't getting like vitamin C and stuff good for you? Yes, of course it is. This, was, uh, this is what I'm talking about. This is the psych doctor mispronouncing food. Of course, eating vitamins makes you healthier and it cures your sickness that's 101 stuff well it doesn't cure it it does like you, you eat a you bunch of vitamins sick and take airborne no. it doesn't make you better it just, you eat enough vitamin c and the vitamin c get into your body and they're orange when they get in there and i imagine i'm like bulk these big bulky spheres right uh, like each one's bulky. a big bulky sphere and they just run and they just tackle the disease particles inside of you and then they carry them down to your bladder and throw them in your bladder like your bladder's uh, jail for like disease molecules and shit and then you just pee it out oh goodness that's and all geez. get sit I get Cindy on the call she'll back me up on this she will not <laughs> <laughs> not even vitamin c either that you can take a shot of b12 and b12 i imagine more like 
sort of um, red and cylindrical, like bullets, like kind of like mm-hmm. cool guys. And they get into your blood, right? And the vitamin C doesn't go in your blood. It's mostly in your tummy. And then, it's, like I said, throws them, the the viruses into your bladder. Um, but the, the B12 goes into your blood, uh, and they're these like sharp, fast, aerodynamic red capsules, and they just kill the disease right there. They don't take them to jail. They just like go right Griffin. through and kill them. Is the B12 the loose cannon cop or is the vitamin C the loose cannon? Which one is like vitamin C is more just for like brute strength. Imagine them as like the offensive line for your body and your body, your body, your brain is the quarterback, but your Uh brain can't do the things that the functions that it needs to do. If it's got a bunch of defensive linemen tackling it all the time. So what do you need? You need a strong barricade between them and you. And that barricade is these vitamin C balls. And what does wheatgrass do? Wheatgrass is like a the, sort of the offensive coach, right? They're uh-huh. not like in charge of your body because your brain is also the coach of your body. But wheatgrass gets in there and it's like, hey, blood, do better. Hey, there, bones, you can stand up straighter than that. Um, so none of this is true. And so second... And give me, give me other healthy things that you can put in your body, and I'll tell them exactly what they do for you. Because I, we, we now have to make up for the the pseudoscience bullshit that this person just spewed. It wouldn't be a successful product if it didn't work. First off, no, <laughs> no I mean you like okay. Here is completely my, uh, just completely my, uh, uh, uh my own experience that has nothing to do with anything. Uh, uh. Sydney says that none of those work, and I still take them because I believe. You know, <laughs> you clap real hard. I just like metaphorically think, speaking. I believe that's the important thing. I believe. Okay. I think Sydney might just have a a vitamin dragon in her body. No, I don't think so. Um, I will say that you uh you should know that like. You get most all the vitamins you need from like food you eat. Mm-hmm. And yeah, stuff. but when you're sick, you need extra vitamins. Right. You don't. You don't. Because you that when you're okay. I'm not saying airborne cures anyone here. I want to make that clear. Airborne literally. But when you feel bad, literally had to pay thirty million dollars because they said they were a cold busting formula and they don't bust shit. Well, they don't. Like, bust but when it. you feel bad, it's because you don't have enough vitamins in your body. It's like when your batteries wear down, right? Right. And you got to put in new batteries to feel better. Oh, that's a good point, Travis. I didn't even mention that. When, when these vitamin C, these super muscular vitamin C defenders get into your body they don't just like attack the the they don't just grab onto the viruses and like pull them down out of your body they also charge you up and they get you feeling really good and so if, if you're ever tired whenever did you guys know everybody goes to sleep every night everybody knows that what you may not know is that if you just keep taking vitamin c throughout the day you can stay awake forever and don't don't the fluorescent lights the fluorescent lights steal one of your vitamins, right? Yes. Uh, fluorescent yeah. lights take like vitamin K or something like that. Yeah, they, one of those, they get one the, of those great vitamins. They pull the potassium out of your body. You know what? In my life, one of my biggest disappointments as an adult is that this concept of like health potions and stuff that I developed from playing like Zelda. Yeah. That there is no like I always thought like coffee would be a thing that like I feel down, you drink it and you feel like whoop, 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 yeah. whoop, and it would be like magic, you know, or like when you felt bad that there was some kind of medicine you could take where it's like, oh, I feel great. Uh, fish oil, fish oil, Travis. Imagine your body is just a series of water slides taking okay. nutrients from point A to point B. I don't know why okay. your body decides to produce these nutrients at the opposite place from where they are required, but just stay with me. Your body's a series of water slides, blood slides, food slides, bone slides, muscle okay. slides, right? And it's all nerve. Your nervous system's just a bunch of slides for electricity. Okay. Fine. <laughs> uh, so that's that is I'm with that's you. just all true. And imagine that you are, uh, let's just say, like a potassium protein on a bone slide, getting ready to go, mm-hmm. oh, they need me down in the tibia, you better get down there, and you hop in. But then you you, you hear like a noise, and you feel an, a discomfort in your thighs, because there's no water oh. There's no water running down this slide. I'm trying to get down the tibia, there's no way I'll make it down there, because this, this isn't slippery at all. Fish oil is the water for the water slides of your body. 
Okay. You just splash, splashes on there, and then wee down you go. And it's good for your your myelin sheaths. All of that is all of that is textbook true. So moving on, ready for a, yeah. maybe a Yahoo? Justin, or... what's the, it seems like I wasn't really engaging you with my with my tales. It's just your lie. I mean, it's just lies. And it's like, and it's not like a goofy thing either. It's not like you're telling people lies about like their car. Like a little extra sugar in there will really help the engine. Like, yeah, I mean, yes, but like, it's their one human body. Like, what if they take it seriously? Well, hold on. Now I don't want to jump in here with my pseudoscience. But I truly believe that if you hit like maximum like potential vitamin intake, yeah. you can body jump. Sure, that's what the movie Looper was about, right? Exactly. That's how they avoided the... Uh, <laughs> I can't even say it. Uh, do you guys want a Yahoo? Yeah. Uh, yeah. This Yahoo was sent in by Game Recognized Game, Rachel Sperling. Thank you, Rachel. It's by Yahoo Answers user Abdul, who asks, How do the UFC get your number? <laughs> I was just wait. I was just wondering because a lot of UFC fighter says one day the UFC rang them and asked them if they'll fight. <laughs> hey Justin, Hold hey on. Justin, it's me, UFC Commissioner Gordon. Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> UFC Commissioner Gordan. And I uh it's time to call you up for the big show. We got you fighting Steel Jaw Gordon. But but <laughs> my brother. My brother. Commissioner Gordon, I haven't punched anything in weeks. There's no way I'll be ready. Not, not since the accident. Not since the, not not since I lost my punching in a black blackjack match. You, I've just been smelling since then. <laughs> Let me uh, <laughs> listen. We can get you back into fighting shape. Just eat all these eggs, shell and all, full of vitamins. They're full of vitamins. Let me explain how it works. <laughs> Your muscles are basically a bunch of water slides. <laughs> All right, montage, montage, montage. You're in the fight. Um, how do you? Uh, but but this is this this fun fantasy that we just whipped up is just that. Unfortunately, Justin, it's just a fantasy because I don't think you are in the UFC Rolodex. Yeah, well, well I, I I tweet my number to pretty much everybody in the UFC, so they should be able to find it with a little bit of googling. Justin, when you turned eighteen, did you register? <laughs> With the selective USB service, yes. When you were when okay. you were eleven, did an owl come down your chimney? <laughs> Congratulations, Justin! You're a punctured. A what? <laughs> you're a punctured, Ari. You gotta go study at Punch Awards. <laughs> We're not very creative with the fiction. Come with me to Punchagon Alley. It's where you'll buy all your fighting supplies. This alley sucks. This alley, this alley is just people beating the shit out of each other in an alley. Have fun. Harry goes back and he's during the summer. He's like accidentally uses his powers of the Dursleys, which I'm by which I mean he becomes abusive and just hits them. Like, no, you suck. Like this sucks. You're punching our aunt, and now you're punching Dur Dudley. Now. Oh, Harry, I have to tell you, when you were a baby, you were attacked by he who must not be punched. <laughs> no, you don't you, you don't understand. There were Dementors. You punched each of them like 16 <laughs> times. Yeah, a Dementor would like get in front of them and then he would dissipate just as my punch was going to connect with his spectral body. But my punch would go through because that's how I learned how to punch. You punch you punch through the target and then my aunt was on the other side. And I cast Expecto Punch Tronum. You just put your keys between your fingers. Yeah, it's a spell. It's a spell. And let me tell you something. I'm feeling pretty magical right now. <laughs> Officer. Officer. Dumbledore. Uh, how does the UFC get turned over? They probably just call people until they find somebody who knows you, right? Oh, you think it's cold calls? Yeah, like, do you know somebody who knows somebody who knows Dana White? <laughs> hey, can you put me in touch with Justin McElroy? I've heard good stuff, but I can't seem to find his contact anywhere. I no, I'm saying there's a phone tree. Dana White calls two people, they each call two people, and eventually that spirals out until he gets the person he wants, is what I'm oh, saying to you. I was picturing, like, a call center where people were, like, just, like, ringing your number and saying, Hello, this is Deborah calling to see if you might be interested in punching people for money. Oh, you don't have time for the call? I understand. Is there a time that we could call you back later about punching people for money? I'm getting this. Um, I'm getting this. Uh, uh, recently, I've been getting this telemarketing call, and it's it's a robo call, I guess. 
where a man just says in a very authoritative voice, as soon as I answer, the first thing he says is, do not hang up the phone. <laughs> and it's like, that is not usually my first in like, like I answered. Hello? Hello? Oh, God. What? <laughs> you don't just sell me on not hanging up on you instantly. Like that, that battle's won. I got a I got a recorded message the other day in which they had recorded in us and erms and stuff to oh make God. it sound and it was Creepy. like uh hey this is like you know what uh, Deborah again <laughs> hey this uh hey this is Deborah calling uh I was just calling to see if you might be interested in a cruise and I was like what uh and, mm, and hung up I was very off put you. Glad you cracked that case though, Trav, before it was too late. You could yeah. have been having a very, a very uh, uh, sobering moment out there on the keys where you just sit up, you look out the porthole, and you say, wait a minute. <laughs> if you stay on the phone for too long, they can track you. Right. Um, Do you guys ever think about what your UFC fighting specialty would be? Because that's what's so striking to me about the UFC is that there's just, there, there are so many different ways to fight another person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, there are a lot of people. There's... There are a lot of punchers. There's a lot of throwers. There's a lot of grabbers. There's a, lot, a, lot, a really popular one is like a twisties, like a twisty situation where you grab a, a person and you just twist them all up and you twist yourself around them. And they don't know. They try to punch you, but they're trying to use your arm because they don't know who's where they stop and where you begin. I think I I would probably be recognized as like a mind changer. You don't like want to punch get me. Hit once. What? You don't want to be, that's what, I thought that's what you're, like, a mentalist. Like, no, I mean, like, I get punched once, and I'm just like, oh, no, wait, I don't want to do this anymore. Oh, I thought, oh, no, 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 sorry, sorry, let me out. Please open the door. <laughs> please, uh, please open the door and let me out. I would probably do something pretty manipulative. Like, I would probably do sort of a runaway jury style, calling people who know him and convincing them that I'm a good dude. And then... Tell them like, hey, if you really think I'm a good dude, could you pass that on to Punch and Daryl, my opponent for this week? And they're like, sure, no problem. And then when I get in the ring, he's like, man, I've heard from a lot of people. You're a solid guy. I'm not going to be able to punch you. And as soon as he finishes that sentence, I turn it to him and I rear my fist back, right? Like, and really flex my muscles and say like, I can't punch you either. <laughs> and then the UFC is like, what? You've solved the riddle. And this... Dana White comes out and gives me a billion dollars in the key. And he puts me in the Wonkavator. <laughs> and we fly, <laughs> we fly out the roof of the place because I solved it. He's been, everybody's been punching The lights the come time. on as there's just mannequins in the crowd. <laughs> Run it, Ronda Rousey's like, where's my where's my money for, for the fight? Where, where's, where's all the payments that you owe me for the fights? And Danny White says, you get nothing. <laughs> you lose. You punched the other woman in the face. You stole fizzy lifting drink. You get nothing. Good day, Ronda. <laughs> that does explain why Ronda Rousey floated up through the giant fan at the end of her last Until fight. she burped. Yes, Travis. <laughs> Still have got not, not gotten much traction for my let's organize a Pokemon fight between Griffin and Ronda Rousey. Although I do have this theory. You guys want to hear it? She's obviously the best fighter in the whole world right now. Um, and I'm starting to think her poke knowledge sort of plays into that because she sees someone coming at her with a kick and like she has this like built-in matrix of strengths and weaknesses in her brain for real life fighting and I think that matrix was developed over years and years of memorizing type matchups in the Pokemon universe so if someone goes for a kick she immediately thinks like Mei-chan and like or she has like a maybe it's like a um, uh, mnemonic device where she's like kick 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 Mon-chan that's not one of the names. I've just brought shame to myself and my family. <laughs> uh, listen, that's going to do it for us on our podcast. We hope you've had a lot of fun. We know we have uh, really enjoyed ourselves, and we hope you've had a, uh, a blast. Uh, listen, we're on something called the Maximum Fun Network. Uh, it's a network of podcasts. It includes another one we make called The Adventure Zone, one uh, uh, Travis makes called Bunker Buddies about how to survive disaster. And uh, and uh, uh, there's a, a ton of great stuff on there. We make one called The Adventure Zone. And my wife and I make one called Sawbones, the medical history show. It's a great network. But uh, I want and I'm producing one called Can I Pet Your Dog? Oh, yeah, it's just launched. About, the, all about dogs. One of the new shows. Uh, but today I want to recognize one of our uh, my, our sister podcasts. I guess you could say uh, the Flop House, uh, and say a special congratulations to. Uh, Dan and Elliot from the Flophouse, who just did their, uh, you know, John Stewart's last show was this week, so kind of an end of the era for those guys. I know it was a, I'm sure it was an emotional time, so I just wanted to send them a, an attaboy. And one to uh, to Stewart too, his animal wrangling 
uh, days at the Daily Show come to a close. But uh, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming. I don't know if they'll keep him on or not. But I uh, just want to say, hey, way to go, guys. Good, and if you haven't watched job. it, both of them, both of them appear in that episode. Yeah. Uh, we also want to say thanks again to MeUndies, who are dedicated to offering the most comfortable underwear. If you go to MeUndies.com slash brother, you can get 20% off your first order. And really, like, if you haven't already done it, you just don't understand how your genitals could feel. Like, your genitals could feel real good right now if you just have MeUndies on. It says all of this in the copy. I don't think it does. Really? I'm reading it right now, and it doesn't. It says make sure to compare people's genitals to Star Wars planets. <laughs> I want to say thank you to uh, Daniel and Brenna for sending us some beautiful printed uh uh teen google shirts oh nice yes they're gorgeous and we've got i've got one for all you guys uh sweet so you can um uh i'll give those to you thank you to uh, uh anya and michael uh uh for the beautiful art you send along uh uh so thank you it's it's gorgeous and i will treasure it thank you i'll save it and i'll give some to the boys too it's gorgeous stuff um, so um, if you would, if you, you have anything you would like to send our way, you can send it either to Justin's the East Coast HQ, which is PO Justin. Box fifty four Huntington West Virginia two five seven zero six, or you can send it to the West Coast HQ, which is PO Box three four one seven six nine Los Angeles California nine zero zero three four. Speaking of Los Angeles. We've got LA Podfest coming up. Um, we're doing a live My Brother, My Brother, Me and the first ever live Adventure Zone. Uh, if you go to LAPodfest.com, you can use the coupon code BROTHER or ZONE and you could watch it live from anywhere in the world. Um, so a lot of people have been like, oh, you never come to where I live to do live shows. Unfortunately, the world's pretty big uh, and we can only do th so many shows a year, but this is a way that you can watch the show live from like, and, your own And not just our shows, all of the LA Podfest shows. There's some really, 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 really good shows that I'm excited to see, like uh, WTF with Mark Marin and the Giant Bombcast. Uh, they're doing a show. I'm, I'm, I'm psyched to... Not only like perform and do our stuff or whatever, but to see all the other stuff that's there. And you can get it with this this streaming thing. If you use the coupon code Brother or Zone, you can save five dollars and get all of that for only twenty dollars. So access to all the live shows for twenty dollars. Uh, and it also helps us out. And I think it's gonna be a super fun thing to watch, and we're really excited to do yeah. it. LAPodfest.com. Real quick. Oh, and by the way, those will be um uh, archived for a month. So if you can't watch when it's actually happening, uh, no big deal. You can you can watch later. Uh, and so in three weeks, I know we're going long. I'll try and burn through this, but we're doing shows in the Pacific Northwest, uh, Portland. Those shows are sold out. Unfortunately, we're going to be there Thursday, or we're going to be there Friday, the twenty eighth of August. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yes. Uh, uh, and then Seattle, we're coming for you, uh, Saturday the 29th. Uh, if you are going to be in town for PAX. You should come see us. You don't get access or anything with the PAX ticket. You don't need a PAX ticket. We're like a totally separate thing. But if you're going to be in town, you, sh you should come down and see us. You can find tickets for that at bit.ly forward slash Seattle. Uh, and then the very next day, Sunday, August 30th, we're going to be in Vancouver. There's still tickets available for that one, too. You can get those at bit.ly forward slash vanmbmbam. And if you're going to be at those shows, go ahead and start sending in questions now. Make sure to put like live show Vancouver or live show Seattle, live show Portland in the subject line so we can tell which ones are for live shows and which one are for our every week shows. Um, yeah, start sending those in now. Uh, and we're also going to have some pretty amazing posters, you guys. Emily Carroll oh did them. Oh, my God. These posters are incredible. Brilliant. You can they're see them amazing. on our Facebook page or our Twitter. Uh, and they're they're really pretty. Make sure you bring a little money to the show to to buy one. Uh, uh, some people uh, ask if they'd be for sale online. I, I really do not know. Yeah. Uh, it just depends on how many we, we sell through at the shows. So uh, get them if you want them there. Uh, I want to say thanks, a big thanks to John Rotrick and Long Winters for the use of our theme song, It's a Departure, off the album Putting the Days to Bed. It's such a good album. It's such a good song that, that they kindly just let us use. Um, so so go patronize them with uh, with money for their music. Uh, and thank you, John Roderick and the Long Winters. And uh, that's going to do it for us. Griffin, do you have one final Yahoo that we can talk about just to, to dwell on and ruminate on? Yeah, next week? yeah. It was sent in by Level 9000 Yadru Drew at Drew Davenport. Thank you, Drew. It's by Yadru Answers user Robert, who asks, Did dragons live before, during, or after dinosaurs? <laughs> <laughs> My name is Justin McElroy. I'm Travis McElroy. I'm Griffin McElroy. 
This has been My Brother, My Brother, Me. Kiss your dad square on the lips. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Hal. And we're the hosts of We Got This. The show that offers definitive answers to dumb debates that you suggest. Every Wednesday, we discuss the hot button topics you never knew you cared so much about. Like whether you should put ketchup on a hot dog. What's the best Star Wars movie? Whether it's better to be too hot or too cold. Coke or Pepsi? Best Marvel movie. Which is the best religion? I told you we're not doing that one. So join us every week on MaximumFun.org. And don't worry, everyone. We got this. We got this.